Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today, we're talking about how your self-image really drives the show in life. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about self-image, and then a new concept I haven't talked about here very much. It's called your your sub-personality. So I'll flesh that out a little bit for you, uh, share some examples and stories, and then give you three steps on how you can really know what your subpersonalities are and how you can use them to be successful in life. So the one thing I know is that that clients that I have that are using this principle or philosophy or, or practice that I'm going to share with you today, they're able to uh, not just fake it till you make it because that's very empty and, and not genuine or authentic, but they are really able to pull out the side of themselves that they need in the moment in order to serve themselves and others with grace, with, with ease, um, and very quickly. So when you become a master of your subpersonalities, you go from chaos to order. Okay. You go from, you know, just wonkiness into, uh, this place of wonderful harmony. So this is a huge, uh, I guess practice that, that you can add in your life for yourself that I think is really going to make a difference. Okay. You may want to take some notes on this one, especially on some of the ideas at the, the first part of the episode, and then also the, the three steps for how to do this. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right, so your self-image really drives the show in life. How you see yourself will drive the show, okay? Um, Your self-image, some people will actually say your self-esteem, your self-concept. I know there's lots of research out there that talks about breaking down all of those terms and language and meaning, but really the self-image is uh, how you see yourself. So do you see yourself as somebody who is, um, you know, successful or somebody that maybe life kind of kicks all the time, right? Do you see yourself as a great communicator or somebody who struggles to communicate? Do you see yourself as somebody who has a lot to offer this world or somebody who has nothing? So all of the ways that you see yourself will drive your behavior and your words and will kind of control how you show up in the world. And, you know, consequently, based on how you show up is what you also receive back from the world. So if you see yourself as a very competent, giving, serving person who can walk out in the world and kind of make things happen, you, you act that way. And guess what you get back? Well, more goodness, right? But if you see yourself as somebody that maybe life has kicked around a lot and uh, you you can't quite make things happen for yourself, you might show up in life. uh, I think about Eeyore on uh, um, the Winnie the Pooh, right? Eeyore shows up and, and I mean, let's face it, Eeyore is probably clinically depressed. He's doing the best that he can. Uh, but because he sees himself one way, that's the the reality that kind of is reflected back to him. Okay. So your self-image really drives your, your life. Now there's 
various aspects of ourselves. First of all, let me just say that um, I have a course on this one, Self-Image Mastery. I'm not selling it to you right now. Actually, we're closed. We are in our final week. So I'm really speaking to those people who are taking that course right now. Uh, this is something we haven't talked about in the course, but it's kind of next level. So if you've, you've already taken this course from me in the past or you're taking it now, um, this is kind of the next step of what you could do with it, okay? All right, so there are various aspects of ourselves and some psychologists will call these our sub-personalities, okay? So these are kind of, uh, if you will, different people living inside of you. So think about, <clears throat> we all have our inner child, right? Uh, that's the, the child version of us. Usually the, the inner child is, uh, you know, it shows up in a big way when maybe as children, we had certain needs that were not met. Okay. So we have the child, we have the boss, right? So, um, if you've ever been to a family function and you've ever been to somebody else's family function, you can tell pretty quickly who's the boss. Okay. Now it doesn't mean that they're always bossy, that they're always, you know, mean about it, but you can tell pretty quickly who is comfortable in that position. Uh, you have the student, right? All of us have been students at one time or another. Uh, you have the servant, right? How can I help you? Uh, you know, if you're, if you're a mom, uh, you've got that mothering role, but maybe if you don't even have kids, you just have that innate kind of mothering sense to you, right? So these are all parts of us. So if you will, these could be your identities or your I am's, okay? <clears throat> at any one time, usually one of those identities reigns. Okay, now the, that's fine, but the problem is really when one comes out in the forefront, but you need another one, okay? So for example, uh, let's say there's an emergency situation and, uh, you know, somebody has to kind of step up and take care of that emergency situation. Now in that role, you need maybe a boss, right? Somebody who can step in and do that. However, maybe because of things that have happened to you in your past, instead of the boss side of you coming out, you get the child side of you that's very fearful and threatened and, and says, ah, no, what do I do? Right? Or another problem is when uh, these parts of you try to fight each other or they're competing. So maybe in that moment, instead of one, you know, in that emergency moment, instead of the, the boss coming out and taking care of the situation or the child is, uh, you know, sitting in the corner, uh, maybe they're both happening. And so there's confusion, like, what am I supposed to be doing here? Right. Or uh, another great example is, is uh, what if, uh, you know, you're at home or at work, either one, and you've got the mom side of you and the leader side of you that are kind of fighting each other, right? So at home, maybe instead of being the nurturing mom that your, your kid needs in the moment, you go into, um, you know, leader mode, like let's fix this problem. Or maybe at work, you, you have the, the leader side of you that you're like, yep, let's work on this problem together. But then the mom side of you comes out and tries to, you know, help them feel better as opposed to fixing the problem. So the, the problem is when these sides of you are really warring and causing you confusion, which ultimately causes the people in your life confusion. 
Now, what we tend to do is we tend to lift up one of these attributes of ourselves while we fight or ignore the others. Um, as human beings, we tend to say, what is my ideal, right? And so if you think that uh, being the expert is the best thing, you're going to lift your expert side above all other sides of you, which means you could come into a situation where you're sharing, you know, your expertise when maybe you're not the smartest person in the room, right? And then, ooh, wait a minute, what do I do with that? Or you could be coming into a situation where you're sharing your expertise, let's say with your child, and your child's like, I didn't ask for that, right? And so because you exalt this expert side of you and you don't invite some of the other sides of, of you in, you have these disconnects with other people, okay? So... Harmony, this idea that all things are working for good, harmony comes from knowing, acknowledging, and integrating all parts of you so that you can really work together. So it's basically taking chaos and creating order. So if you were to sit down and identify all of your subpersonalities, which I'll, I'll take you through a little bit of how to do that. But if you were to sit down and to do that, let's say uh, I, I did that actually, as I was preparing for this, I was like, okay, I've, I've done this several times, but as I was preparing for this, I sat down and I was like, um, okay, how many sides of myself can I come up with? Within a minute and a half, I came up with 40 different ones. Okay. So there's a lot and, and, and there's no finite number here. It's infinite because however you can view yourself, that can be a side of you. Okay. But let's just take the number 40. Let's imagine that if I were at a party and I had 40 sides of myself and every single one was trying to run the party based on how they see themselves. So uh, a mom was trying to run the party, uh, a business owner was trying to run the party, a health nut was trying to run the party, uh, a coach was trying to run the party, an expert was trying to run. Do you see what I'm saying here? The chaos that would ensue. So somehow I've got to acknowledge and notice that these 40 are here and then say, okay, guys, let's get it together. Let's come into harmony. Each one has a part and then give orders. That brings order out of chaos. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, there's three major steps. So the first one is identification. That is huge. You've got to figure out somehow how to identify the different parts of yourself. So there's several different ways that you can do this. Um, there's a, the think ahead process that, that I like to do. So for example, I might think ahead into my day and say, okay, based on my schedule for what I'm doing today, who, who do I need to be? Um, so for example, this morning I'm doing some work on my, my dissertation. So I need to not only be a student, but I also need to be an expert in that role. Uh, I'm going to have several different coaching conversations. So who do I need to be in that? I need to be the coach. Now the coach might also need to be an encourager, but it also could be somebody who's more of a kind of kick your butt kind of coach. So I've got to allow for, for differences there. Uh, my children are home doing virtual learning, so I've, I've got to be the mom, but, but not just the encouraging mom, I've got to be the leader mom, kind of encouraging them to do their own thing. So you see what I'm saying? As you look throughout your day, you can see, okay, I need to be this, 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 and this. And it's not like, oh my gosh, I've got to be this in addition to all of my to-do stuff. No, 
it's really taking on that persona of, aha, when I'm here doing this, this is who I need to be. Okay, so that's the think ahead process. Uh, you can also do the reflection process where you think about yesterday, what did you do? And who showed up yesterday? And maybe you had a wonky interaction with somebody and you wanted a really great communicator to show up, but for whatever reason, that side of you didn't show up. Maybe it was the child inside of you that did, right? So just ask yourself who showed up and who did you want to show up? If you're brave, you can actually ask other people, you know, who do you think I am? Um, what kind of person do you think I am? And they'll tell you. And you can also think through, okay, your desires, your dreams, your goals, what do you want in this life? And who needs to show up for those goals? So right now I'm working with, I don't even know how many coaching clients who are kind of either starting a side gig or transitioning into building their own business. And one of the things that we're doing is, is having them go through and really imagine who do you need to be in this business? Because I guarantee you that who your business needs you to be and who you are right now in the moment are two different people. So you can think about who does your business and your clients need you to be and put that on the list. Okay. So again, you can ask yourself, who am I right now? Who do I want to be in the future? Who have I been in the past? Just make a list. See how many you can come up with. I guarantee you, you won't come up with them all. Okay. So just, just start writing. The, the purpose is not to come up with them all. It's to get to understand yourself better. Okay. So step number two is to play around with this. Now we're, we're trying to stay open, willing, and curious as we're going through this process. Okay. We're playing. So you could have a situation that happened. Um, maybe it's a, a past situation that happened, or there's something that's currently happening, or maybe again, a future thing that you want to happen. So for example, take a past situation, any situation will do. Okay. Just choose something. Uh, maybe it's a board meeting you were in. Okay. How, who showed up at that board meeting? Which side of you was there? Were you the person in charge? Were you the follower? Were you the person who checked out of the situation? Uh, who showed up at that meeting? Was there more than one? And if you could choose over again, who would you like to show up in that meeting? So maybe, you know, I, I attended a, a very contentious board meeting once where uh, I was the leader and all of a sudden things got way out of control. And I, I pretty much turned from being the leader into just crowd control at that point. And so when I looked at that situation, I said, I wanted the, the leader, Michelle, to show up and to take control of that. Now, since then, I've learned a lot of skills and strategies, and that very rarely happens. Uh, but what I was able to do was to just notice in that situation, ah, this side of me showed up, but I really wanted a different one. Okay. And, uh, okay. So what's, what's happening in the present? Who, who is currently here, right? So as you're listening to this podcast, which side of you is currently present? Is it the student side of you? Is it the expert side of you that's arguing with me? Cause I know some people do that. <laughs> is it the, the curious side of you? That's like, Hmm, I wonder what Michelle's going to share today. Right. And why do you think that side of you is here? And which one would you like to choose to be here? Okay. Again, we're just playing. 
And, you know, you can think about those future situations. What do you want? You know, how, how do you want to feel or how do you want to interact with the world? Um, and what are you going to do? Right. So, so really for all of these, the, the playing around with the situation, past, present and future, we're, we're using our imagination and getting in touch with the feeling. So what happened or is happening now, or you want to happen and then choose an alternative. If, if one of our other sub personalities was going to show up and run the show, what might that look like? Okay. So really just play around with it. So for that board meeting one, if my, my inner child was coming to the board meeting, how might that side of me show up? If my mothering side uh, were to show up, what might that look like? If the student side of me were to show up, what might that look like? You're just playing around with it. Okay. And in really in this playing around, what's really cool with it is that you realize you have a choice at all times about which side of you shows up. So it's not just, okay, you know, Michelle is showing up to this meeting. No, which version of Michelle is showing up to this meeting? That's where you really start to get some success in your life. Okay. Now, the, the third part is to walk it out. So I think of it as uh, putting on a cloak of my subpersonality. Okay. Now, listen, this is not fake it till you make it kind of thing. No, no, no. This is... Uh, where you say, okay, listen, maybe I've been to that weird board meeting, but the leader Michelle is going to go into that meeting. So I'm putting on this cloak of leader Michelle and I'm giving all of my other subpersonalities, all those 40 in the room. I'm saying, Hey, listen, guys, during this meeting, leader Michelle is going to take charge. And then I might say to myself, what might that look like? So I imagine, you know, asking good questions, um, keeping people on time, whatever you think needs to happen from leader Michelle in that meeting. You go, you have the situation and then you have a little bit of debrief and say, okay, leader Michelle, how did that go? Okay. And then for whatever the next thing is, you say, okay, now who needs to show up for the next thing? You see what I'm saying here? So, so it allows you a lot of flexibility and control. Um, I, I found a weird thing to happen in, in my life several years ago. I was doing a ton of traveling before COVID, um, a ton. And I was always in the car, always going someplace new. And, you know, I had to make this transition from being a driver that didn't really go anywhere new to, oh my gosh, every time I get in the car, I'm going somewhere new. And that was a transition, right? That was a thing. Um, and then I noticed for whatever reason, whenever I would get in a car with my husband, it was almost like I couldn't follow directions. I, and I was like, what is happening here? And doing this kind type of activity, what I found out was the sub personality that showed up when my husband was driving, because you see, my husband was an expert driver, you know, he drove himself to driver's ed the very first day, grew up on a farm, always around machinery, lots of experience. He's a mechanic, driver's ed instructor, all that. So expert driver, right? And here's Michelle who finally on my 18th birthday, my dad said, Hey, you probably should get your driver's license. You're going away to college. You know, it's kind of a thing. Okay. So I got my driver's license, but I never had my own car, honestly, until I got engaged. So 20 years ago. So my experience with driving was very different. Now, when I got in the car to be the uh, business owner slash leader uh, and going and uh, traveling for work, I was in expert mode, like, let's go, right? 
when I got in the car and my husband was sitting next to me, it was, I'm the inexperienced driver that showed up. Now, whose problem was that? That wasn't my husband's problem. That was my problem. And so when I learned about this trick, I said, oh, this is silly. No, I'm just going to pretend like I'm going somewhere for work. Boom, done. All of a sudden, I know how to do that role. And I did that enough times that now I don't revert back to that subpersonality of an inexperienced driver when my, when my husband's in the car. So this is a way to really play around with and practice uh, being a different person, but it's not really being a different person. It's inviting that part of you to step forward. Okay. So walk it out. Um, and then, you know, one other thing that you could do is really to help some of your subpersonalities grow. So this takes some imagination, but if you find that a child is coming out in certain situations, I, I'm dealing with a, a couple coaching clients right now. They're really processing some, some, some yucky stuff that has happened to them in their life. And they revert back to being that child who's very scared. And so right now what they're doing is they're seeing the child in whatever interaction that they're currently having. And they're using their imagination to see... Uh, a, let's say a youth or a teenager who's in that situation. So, you know, let's say they've had a walkie interaction at work and they know that their child side is coming out. They use their imagination to have the same interaction in their mind, but let a teenager run with it instead of a child. And then let uh, a warrior deal with it or let a leader deal with it. So they pick a different uh, subpersonality and they allow that child to grow into in their imagination what that would be like in that interaction. You could do the same thing if, if you've been a victim before. You could grow your victim subpersonality into a survivor, into a thriver. Uh, you know, you could, if you um, are an employee and you're, you know that you're showing up as an employee, but yet stuff isn't happening. I hear this all the time. I think out there right now, the world is very leadership sad. Uh, there's a lot of leaders not showing up for their people. So let's say you're in an employee, but you're like, this isn't, this isn't good because I'm trying to support my people, but my boss is not supporting me. You can see yourself in your imagination as not just the employee, but what if I were the boss? And then I would take it one step further. What if I were the leader of this group? Because the boss is somebody who's in charge, but the leader is the one who really influences what happens, right? So in your imagination, you can help your subpersonalities grow. So really just play with this. Play with this with curiosity, okay? I promise you the more you play with this, the better results you're going to get. If we ignore or fight or control these subpersonalities, the result is always going to be chaos, confusion, and the sense of being stuck, okay? So uh, an example is that, that some leaders ditch their follower or student subpersonalities, so they, they feel like, okay, now I'm in this, in this leadership position and I no longer need to be a follower of someone else and I no longer need to be a student because I've somehow got it all figured out. Uh, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> if you have 
limited the follower and student side of you when you come to a leadership position, you are going to hurt yourself and others. And it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. So you cannot ignore that side of you. You've got to integrate it and harmonize it. You've still got to follow someone who, who's going to, you know, be influencing you, right? And you still have to be a student. So all of these sides of us are there for a reason. And we just want you to be the one in charge of them. Okay. Practice this, play around with it, see what you think. Uh, it's not going to be for everybody, but if this, if you're really struggling with kind of moving on with your life, I would highly recommend this practice for you. And for those of you who have gone through the self-image mastery, this is your next step. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. I'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.